Hi, and welcome to the podcast channel with Podcast My Business at podcastmybusiness.com.au. And today we have Tom from petangel.com.au. How are you going there, Tom? I'm well, Tony. How are you? Look, I am good. Um, I have no complaints. I feel almost guilty. I had a coffee with a friend this morning, and I just went the same thing. I'm like, you know what? I never have any complaints, and I never have any complaints. So should I feel guilty about that or should I feel, I don't know. I think you should feel wonderful and be happy you're like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's your your attitude. You choose your tune. If you're feeling good and confident and happy, then so be it. Now, look, the reality is there are going to be times when we're not feeling quite so chipper. And, you know, I went through that a few months ago when uh, one of our cats passed away, the one that's been with me for nine years and liked nobody but me. Yes. Uh, you know, we every pet has its own individual character, and I've got a kitten on my desk right now, so I'm hopeful it's not going to do anything. Anyway, um, so look, the reality is that we have to face death either as humans or as pets and so forth. So what you do is a, a great service. Um, I haven't come across it that much. No, well, it is available. The, the, the issue is, is that... A lot of people don't know that it exists, but it exists all over Australia. There are um, pet crematoriums in every major city and in the smaller centres all around Australia. So the service is available and uh, generally it's very good. Hmm. So is it like Pet Cemetery from Stephen King? Although I don't even remember seeing that movie. But anyway, we won't, we won't get into that. Okay. No. So, <laughs> so, okay. So... What is it that happens? Okay, so I took my cat to the vet. Um, he was not even here. Thankfully, he pretty much passed at home, had a minimal heartbeat and breathing and whatever. So what's the normal process? Okay, well, there, there are three types uh, of, of transfers. One is a vet transfer uh, where we, we go to the veterinarian and collect a, a pet that's been euthanized and we bring it back to Pet Angel into our care, and then the next day we'll make arrangements with the owners direct. Um, then there's the second type. The second type is where there's a home euthanasia, where the owner has chosen to get a home vet to come to their, their home and euthanize the pet at home. This has become very popular. There's a proliferation of home vets now, uh, as you'd well know uh, from being an animal lover, a lot of animals don't like going to the vet. In fact, they're terrified of it. Mm. So why put the pet through that misery on possibly what's going to be the worst day for you and the pet? Then there's a third one. That's basically where Mr. and Mrs. Smith wake up in the morning, go downstairs, and then there's their beloved Labrador on the um, floor deceased. So the, those are the three types. Um, basically, they all get treated the same. We either pick up from the vet or we collect from, from the home, but the collection process is vastly different. One has interaction with the owners. One has very little interaction other than phone interaction the next day. But nevertheless, we get to see grieving on all scales. Mm, yeah. So... 
how do you, as pet lovers, um, I guess it's the same. Well, you know, look, let, let's just call it out. Okay, I've worked with cemeteries and crematoriums before, so I have no particular issue with death. We all have to face it eventually. Um, so how do you guys maintain balance when people are just so grief-stricken? Well, we, we train our staff. We've got, um, at any one time, we've got five representatives on the road. They go, th go through a very stringent training process so that we all do exactly the same thing. Um, when we go to a, a collection, a home, uh, a collection in, in particular, we sometimes take on a bit of a counselling role, especially where there are people seriously grieving, as you well know, grieving takes many process or many forms. But we, whilst we're not uh, qualified, I think we're all compassionate people. We have uh, empathy and we all love what we do and we all feel as though that we, we can help the people. To be honest, we, we do focus on the pet, but the pet is deceased. So the people that, the, the people that need the help are the owners of the pet. They need to be assured that their beloved pet is in good hands and well looked after in their afterlife. Yeah, it's interesting. I um, I grew up on a farm, so I have a farm attitude to animals and pets. It's different to me being the pet parent. Yes. Um, but it's interesting how you still get grief from the animal. You don't even realise it half the time. Tony, I, I had an incident yesterday. Um, we had uh, two staff members away ill, and I actually had to go in one of the vehicles. And uh, I collected a um, a uh, boxer, Millie. I'm sorry, Miley. Miley, when I collect, I won't go into too much detail, but Miley had had a rough life, and we started talking about Miley. Miley had three legs, as it turned out, and they told me Miley was a rescue. And I said, so how long have you had Miley? They said three months. Really? And in that time, they'd rescued a seven-year-old boxer. Uh, it developed lung cancer and had to be put to sleep yesterday. Oh. Well, let me tell you, after three months, these people were as devastated as anyone I've seen after 15 years. Wow. Okay. So that's a, that's a tough one. So, um, yeah, so – Tell us a little bit more about Pet Angel, the business. Well, Pet Angel started in March 2015. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of uh, approvals that are necessary from council. We um, uh, There was a few incidences that happened to me. Uh, I'm actually an ex-commercial builder, but uh, I was working next door or supervising a job next door to a vet surgery one day, and I saw a lady carrying a bag out. She was distraught, and then the bag was obviously her deceased pet, and I just thought at the time we could do this better. So I investigated the other crematoriums, and I came away from that thinking that we could do this better. So we went ahead and started getting our approvals in place. I owned a couple of factories. One happened to be empty, so we got the approvals through council. I flew to the USA, sourced the cremators. We only use separate chamber cremators, and uh, we gathered some staff around and, and – um, that we thought would be good, uh, in particular my wife, <laughs> as in any small business, and two of my nephews, and we were the starters. We then hired, went on and hired, and now I think we've got staff of 16 because we've also opened a second crematorium in Brisbane. 
So uh, it was it was a process, and we really didn't know what we were doing. Like anybody else, that starts in the business, and it doesn't come with a manual. So we invented our processes, wrote our manuals, and then over the ensuing many years, up to now 2021, we've developed uh, different systems, and we're pretty proud of what we do. We've uh, one thing we can guarantee is that your pet's well looked after, and we can 100% guarantee that the pet that you give us. Uh, definitely the ashes that you get back um, because we only use separate chamber cremators. So we are a little bit different to the others. Um, you may or may not know this, but within the industry, the human cremation industry has entered into our industry in a big way. In fact, in southeast Queensland now, uh, in particular Brisbane, Gold Coast, Northern Rivers, we're actually the only independent. Uh, Invocare, uh, who own White Lady Funeral and and Simplicity Funerals have bought the largest pet crematorium here in um, southeast Queensland. And and TPG, which has bought Green Cross, and Green Cross owned the only other really large pet crematorium. There is another one in Toowoomba, but they don't really service Brisbane or the Gold Coast and Northern Rivers. So that leaves us as the only independent. Well, yeah, good old Megacorp, hey? And we won't even talk about them because you never know, they might come on the show one day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So cool. So, uh, so how's business gone? I mean, it's been interesting uh, during well, COVID when uh, the past twelve months. Um, it's been said that there's been a lot more pets being adopted and cared for and whatever. How has that impacted on your business? Oh, it's been crazy. Pets. I don't know whether you know, but you can now pay eight thousand dollars for a labradoodle. I've heard. Uh, my, I've got a mini schnauzer. I paid two thousand two hundred for her six years ago. You now pay four to five thousand dollars. Wow. So, with with that, and and if you look at vet surgeries now, they've all gone very upmarket. And you go in there, it's more like a, uh, a, a top end private hospital. So, with that comes the expectation of the service for afterlife. And with that, yep. we we've actually just. Uh, you might think I'm crazy, but we've just introduced two new Mercedes-Benz station wagons, and we're going to launch a, uh, a, a a a heavenly service, which is taking it to the next level for people who just want that bit more. Wow. Okay. Excellent. And so, you've been around business for a while. What are some, I guess, some secrets to your success? What are some tips to help businesses? Because you're on a bit of a unique service there, uh, much-needed service. It's probably expanded the last few years. My tips? So, <laughs> mm. Easy. Um, steer your course. If you uh, meet problems on the way to your destination, find another road. Mm. Try and make sure you're well capitalised. The first three and a half years, we lost money. Um, made it very difficult. Lots of sleepless nights. But yep. if you can see the goal and you can see that you're growing hang in there if you can at all cost too many people quit too early and then someone picks up the idea and does it better mm. wow come on surely someone can't do it better well not better, <laughs> not better than us but uh, well no, look, you, not 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 every business succeeds no how many times do you see someone with a great idea and they're undercapitalized so they have to close the doors. Six months later, someone picks up the idea with sufficient capital 
and makes it work and it goes gangbusters. You see it all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, there's always going to be the first one to, to do it. And then, yeah, you've got to hope that you're the one that makes millions from it. But if not, if you get something from it, then that's perfectly fine. In, okay. in this industry, that can't be your motivation. If, you're, if you go into it for, for solely the money and not, not as a, to be a, a, a service to the public, you'll, you'll fail because it, people can see straight through that. You have to have empathy. Yeah, and I think people can see through that that, you know, you're just there, <clears throat> Megacorp, just for the money rather mm. than for the care. Yes, I read the other day that uh, our industry is for people in, in scrubs and uniforms, not for people in suits. Yeah, exactly right. You've got to get in there. You're going to muck in and do it. I mean, you've got to do the job. That's exactly right. And small business is the same. You know, as an owner, I'm I'm here every day. My wife works uh, here still, not as much as she did, obviously, because we're no spring chickens anymore. But I jump in and do whatever's necessary, what needs doing. So that's small business, and everybody that's in small business recognises that. Yeah, exactly right. You've got to muck in. And what I like is that you come round to people's homes. I tried to organise that for the cat, mm-hmm. and the person said, oh, I'm going to need two days' notice. Well, I'm going, well, hang on, it's on its deathbed now. Mm-hmm. What, you want me to wait two days? No. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know what? That's someone that came recommended that apparently was very good at doing that with cats, and I would love to have. But like I said, fortunately, or unfortunately, whichever way, he was non-compass the next day, so he had a heartbeat, but that was about it. Yeah. Thought, well, at least he did pass at home so Yes. to achieve that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, come on, wait two days? No, thought, that's not, yeah. not acceptable. Not acceptable. No, it's actually not. It's, it's mm. insensitive and unreasonable. I thought, well... You know, we are in that sort of world. Thankfully, you guys are not like that. Thankfully, you do care and you are there to, um, you know, offer support. Thank you. And we do. Absolutely. All right. Cool. All right. Look, thank you very much, Tom. Um, I, I love the idea of the service. And, um, yeah, I didn't go for the cremation option because I didn't even think of it, to be fair. No, well, that's it. Mm. So can can I give you my web address or not? <laughs> yeah, we, we have it, petangel.com.au. That's right, exactly, yep. or, or 1-800-PET-ANGEL. 1-800-PET-ANGEL, that's good, okay. Mm. And, um, yeah, thanks very much for your time. Hey, that's been great. And uh, hi to Basil. Meow. <laughs> <laughs>